Get Super with Mario 7.5. Alright, is this gonna work? Is this gonna work for me now? Alright, I hope it works for me now. Welcome to Cinema 7. This is not Cinema 7. Alright, let me start this podcast off talking about my TikTok feed. It's all Matt Rife stuff again. I thought we were done with that algorithm. Please stop. And to all the Hebrews out there, only men make men look bad. Just be a better person. And I can't believe my mic is working now. It was not working a moment ago. So I'm going to start this podcast. Welcome to this little detour on our way to episode 8 of Get Super with Mario. On this podcast, I'm going to be mentioning some news, but before I get there, I'm going to be talking about uh, two things I talked about last episode. I'm going to talk a little bit about Godzilla Minus One and Leave the World Behind, because I am also going to discuss my favorite soundtracks, which includes movies and games. I I just meshed the two together into one top five uh, soundtrack list. In case you're new to Cinema 7 or this podcast in general. My name is Mario. I'm the host of Get Super. And let me just give you a quick rundown of who I am. I love Star Wars. I love Godzilla. I love Ultraman. My favorite all-time movie is The Predator. Uh, I play a lot of video games. I play a lot of board games. I I play magic cards. I uh, watch anime. My favorite anime is My Hero Academia. And second favorite anime is probably G Gundam. Uh, if you don't like that, I'm sorry. Maybe you can tell me what your favorite animes are. Uh, my favorite color is red. My favorite Pokemon is any fire starter. Well, my favorite Pokemon is Charizard. That was a, I already mentioned that in another episode. So if you're listening to Get Super and you didn't listen to Cinema 7, at least you know I like Charizard. I also love going to conventions. Uh, Comic-Con. Uh, anime convention. Necocon. Uh, New York Comic-Con. Star Wars Celebration. I love going to all that shit. Uh, so, now that you know me, I will get into uh, this episode. Actually, shit, I just realized I said my favorite movie was The Predator. It's Predator from 1987, okay? The original Predator movie is my favorite all-time movie. I did Not The Predator, definitely not. That movie was uh, a disappointment as a Predator fan. Totally disappointed me. Anyway, let's get started with the news and rumors. The first thing I'm going to mention is that the Hollywood Reporter says movie theaters want to bring back intermissions. Uh, Honestly, this is probably just so that they can charge you more money. They're going to show more and charge you more money. Is honestly what's going to happen. To any uh, anime fans out there, or Demon Slayer fans in general, a second Demon Slayer movie is on the way. And speaking of anime... Anime studio Cloverworks revealed that it is adapting the novel Trapezium into a movie. As I was browsing the web for, you know, entertainment news or movie news, I came across a screen rant that, you know, apparently decided to dedicate a whole article to this. Adam Driver saying that Harrison Ford actually loves Star Wars. And apparently he loves it more than you think. Honestly, it's the role that made him, so I could see him loving it and him just trolling fans that he doesn't like it. And speaking of Star Wars legacy characters or legacy actors, Natalie Portman was asked if she would ever reprise her role as Padme, and Natalie said, 
No one from Star Wars has reached out to her, which could be a lie. I mean, maybe they haven't. I don't know. But I would feel like if they didn't want to tell you something was happening, they would just lie. And uh, actors are very good at that, I assume. Uh, but she did say she is open to playing Padme Amidala again. Don't tease me like that, please. Natalie, please don't tease me. Out of all the future Star Wars product, prod, uh, out of all the future Star Wars projects, I think I'm excited for Star Wars The Acolyte Show the most. I can't wait to see an official trailer. I hope it drops uh, in 20, early 2024. I will be super excited, depending on how good it looks. I know there was a leaked trailer from Star Wars Celebration. Um, I, I can't find it. I can't look it up personally. I heard it audio-wise, but I kind of want to see it. And uh, I thought this was cool. Uh, USA Today uh, posted an article about it, but uh, Wu-Tang Clan apparently is going to start doing shows in Las Vegas for 2024. So if you're a big Wu-Tang guy or lady or person, get out to Las Vegas to go see some Wu-Tang Clan next year or this coming up year or 2024 what's the best way to say it apparently the iron claw movie the movie about the uh, von eric family the texas wrestling family who ran uh wccw world-class championship wrestling uh apparently iron claw is getting great reviews a lot of it is saying that zach efron delivers uh a great performance in this movie i can't wait to see it you guys know i'm a big wrestling fan so. Hopefully, I get to see it before the year's over, because soon, I'm going to be going over my top 10 movies of 2023. Speaking of wrestling, which I do want to mention, uh, I'll keep it short, brief, I guess. I I won't get too into it, but uh, if the heat from Seth Seth Rollins, yes, from Seth Rollins to CM Punk is real, because it's mostly instigated by Seth Rollins, you know, he, he's doing it to himself, okay? If it's real, right? And he's getting himself all worked up and he's getting mad at CM Punk and the promo on Monday Night Raw he, he had, I think is bullshit, okay? You're going to come after a guy and talk about how you left this place, uh, you tried to tear it down, you talked negative about it, uh, you abandoned WWE, all that stupid crap you know that that's the same shit they did to him in AEW the man was hurt he was he was not mentally having a, a great go of it he left for his own health and his own safety i don't see anything wrong with that i don't see with any any i don't see anything wrong with what he did uh you he, seth rollins also said he was he was uh selfish uh, I think you have to be selfish, especially when you need to take care of yourself or uh, your uh, health is clearly at risk and no one is caring or uh, the company you work for is, um, you know, not worried about it. It's like any job. You know, if you go to a job and you're hurt, they don't give a shit. You're another cog on the wheel, right? And that's what CM Punk was at the time. So they just wanted to keep him going and going and going. They didn't give a shit about how he was hurt, because if he was hurt, what were they going to do anyway? Get rid of him, right? Because if he was gone for a while, you can't use somebody. You know what I mean? It's like going on leave for work. Eventually, they're going to get rid of you. They, eventually, they won't pay you. 
right? You only, or certain type of leave, they'll only pay you half your paycheck or something like that. Companies do not give a shit about you. So you have to worry about yourself. You have to be selfish in the workplace when it comes to your well-being. And I think CM Punk did the right thing for him at the time. Uh, of course, he was going to talk bad about Vince McMahon in the process. You know, they, they, they fired him. They took him to court. Uh, I think Seth Rollins is being selfish. And I think Seth Rollins is uh, being a douche, if it's true. Now, if not, we're all being worked into a storyline. And uh, then that's uh, the best way to go about making a beautiful storyline. Making us all believe. And that's all I'll say about WWE, Seth Rollins, CM Punk on this episode. Now, I will mention something about AEW real quick. I was watching AEW and and the way they treat their wrestlers after a match or some of the ways they they, um, do post-match therapy, you know, with the suction cup things on the back and, uh, you know, with the, the tape and stuff like that. WWE is very character-driven. You're a superstar. You're uh, more than meets the eye. You're uh, larger than life, right? Where AEW is presenting it as more athletic and more as a sport. And I appreciate that more than I do uh, super showmanship type stuff. While I do like the, the showmanship of wrestling... I mean, it's all showmanship, right? It's all a show. It's all uh, performance art. The presentation I like more is where it's more sport. It's more wrestling. It's more gritty, right? But the showmanship side or the the, uh, sports entertainment side of it from WWE, I, I do enjoy, but I enjoy it in small amounts because sometimes it's too cringy or too boring for me. All right, now that I talked your ear off about wrestling for about four minutes or so, uh, I wanted to start this podcast off with me talking about my journey with Get, Get Super, uh, the, the ever-changing of the guard, or what's best for me as I evolve with this uh, new venture, right? Um, in a moment, I will talk about what the future of the podcast holds pertaining to this. And uh, first off, on episode seven, uh, compared mentally, I compared mentally how I related to the main character of Godzilla minus one. Uh, obviously, I didn't go to war. You know, I didn't stumble upon a family, whether it was a blessing or a curse. Which in the movie, the characters all needed each other in some way, and it was a, a family out of necessity. Which I said, which how I described it on the last episode. But I felt, you know, shame before. I have felt guilt before. And I've felt the need to not be alive. And because I felt I didn't provide anything to life. Mostly because I was told I didn't provide anything. But I want to try to defend that and uh, defend why that was said to me versus the way it, I took it and the way it might look, me stating it. So I just wanted, wanted to clarify that, um, yes, I personally took it way further than what the original intention was. That is not the fault of the person that said it to me, I believe. They were talking about it in the terms of the relationship. I think if you are having a tough discussion about whether you provide for a relationship or not, it's a completely a valid concern 
between two individuals. Uh, providing for a relationship or a partner is uh, a legitimate thing to feel insecure or secure about or want to feel comfortable with. You know, you, you want to be able to feel secure about your relationship and, and what each of you provide to it. Uh, you want both of you to be able to provide for your partner and your partnership. Um, it being brought up shouldn't be thought of negatively to the point that I got to. Yes, I suffer from depression and, and the other things that I have don't help. But I took that comment and I overblew it in my mind. I took that information to an unhealthy level in my own head. So I hope that makes more sense now. I, didn't, I just wanted to clarify. I didn't want people to... Uh, I wasn't trying to get anybody on my side. I wasn't trying to make somebody look bad or anything like that. I just wanted to further uh, clarify or break that down have it make sense more because honestly I, I didn't feel like I got that message across on the last episode and to clarify that or those certain those concerns you know I think can be talked about in a healthy way during uh, uncomfortable discussions about people's relationships uh, but we control how we react right I read some advice that said control alt delete is how they put it which equated to control yourself alter your thinking, and delete negativity. And I think that's a great way to uh, look at situations. Now, I did talk to a friend. I had a, a deep, uh, meaningful discussion, I think. And um, I did some thinking. And uh, I want to state I will be slowing down on the men mental health talk on the podcast. Um, if you do enjoy those segments of the podcast, you can email me at uh, cinema7podcast at gmail.com, or you can uh, talk to me on social media. If you're a personal friend, you can uh, message me. But for the sake of putting in the work itself, I am going to take a break from opening up and being vulnerable about my struggles, you know, my thought processes, especially on my own toxicity and, and my own growth. Or, or just my mental health as a whole. While it has helped me to open up and use the podcast as a journal, it, it, it's been very therapeutic uh, in a way. It, it's also been more harmful than good to my character, I think. I am going to also try and stop talking about past stuff that currently has no place in my uh, progress moving forward uh, from my challenges and my current state, and my future growth as an individual, you know, it should have no hold on me anymore. Bringing things up or holding on to those moments that are in the rear view is not helping me push forward. So I will be moving on from mentioning uh, past conflicts or trying to overcome my personal guilt from past relations that have zero equity in my evolution. Now, if I can relate it to something in media I saw, then I'll gladly talk about it in some fashion. Uh, certain things could pop up that maybe can, use, can be used to spread positivity, um, and if that's the case, then I'll attempt it. Or if the possibility that some topics help promote improving oneself, then I'll talk about it and, and give insight to how I related to it or how I have improved and maybe use that positive thing to improve in general. But other than that, I, I will be taking a step back from my vulnerability 
and personal mental health discussions here on Get Super. Uh, maybe I will attempt a more clear way to promote a positive side of my growth. Until then, uh, it will not be a focal point on the podcast going forward. All right, so last episode I talked about the movie Leave the World Behind after I watched it on Netflix. It's currently the number one movie being streamed in globally, which is interesting. You know, I said it wasn't a discussable movie because, in my opinion, it's pretty straightforward and it's got a lot of false mystery. Those two descriptions are still factual in my opinion, but I now think there was more to talk about. I actually had a discussion with a coworker about some of the movie, and uh, it brought up a lot more thoughts, and I started thinking about the movie more. Therefore, I now believe it has more substance to talk about. Sometimes someone just mentioning something or others stating their opinion could have you looking at a movie or a show completely different. At least for me, anyway. So, uh, yeah, I think it does carry more discussion than I originally thought. I was talking about Godzilla Minus One on the, on the last episode, and I didn't want to spoil much. I still don't, because in my opinion, everyone should go see it, and I don't want to give too much away. I would, break, I would love to break down this movie from my perspective more, but I don't want to spoil the movie for people who may have a chance to still go see it in theaters. It did cause me, though, to revisit Shin Godzilla, so, so I uh, rewatched it. I think Shin Godzilla is still really good. It's a slow burn, yes, so I can see how people could get bored with it easily, but in my opinion, you are invested in the characters and how they're going to stop Godzilla, plus train bombs. Now, the plan to stop Godzilla in Minus One was really impressive. It, it's clever. Uh, it's way more cinematic than what we saw in Shin Godzilla. But Train Bombs, still epic in my opinion. Also legendary. Train Bombs, legendary. I'll never forget that experience in the theater. And also, I just want to say, Godzilla Minus One, the score is phenomenal, as I stated last episode. And because the score is phenomenal, I wanted to play some pieces of the Godzilla Minus One score that are from other Godzilla movies. And uh, these are the scores that are familiar to other Godzilla themes, which I really love. Uh, I find them to be badass, uh, usually scores or soundtracks, if if it really gets to me. Uh, it's, it's epic. It's badass is how I usually describe it, but I'm going to do almost like a side by side with these scores. So the music from minus one, and then I'll let you listen to the music from where it was used before in the Godzilla franchise that to me are the most significant. So on the Godzilla minus one soundtrack, this is titled Godzilla, uh, sweet two. And This is like in the middle of the uh, score.
Now, to me, that sounded very familiar. And I mentioned it on the last episode, and I don't know how familiar you are with Godzilla, but it is very similar to Godzilla vs. King Kong, uh, the, the song they do for Kong. And uh, this, I'm going to play it right now. This is the Godzilla vs. King Kong score. Well, it's, uh, I should say it's King Kong vs. Godzilla, not Godzilla vs. King Kong. And this is the King Kong vs. Godzilla original soundtrack theme. Okay, so the other one is Godzilla Suite 3 on the Godzilla Minus One soundtrack, and this is what this sounds like. And if that sounds familiar, it's because I played it at the end of the last episode. But it's just like, or, or it is identical to the ending title score in Godzilla vs. Desestroya from 1995. So those are two of my favorite Godzilla scores in any of the Godzilla movies. And I thought it was cool that they were incorporated into Godzilla Minus One in some fashion. So I wanted to uh, show you a comparison. I get to hear two of my favorite songs of any movie and, or set score, whatever you want to call it. And um, yeah, that's... Uh, it, that, that I wanted that to lead into my top five favorite soundtracks, which will include video game soundtracks. So yeah, I just wanted you guys to know that I know my Godzilla shit. So back to top five soundtracks. Now, I love a lot of soundtracks, uh, movie soundtracks. I love a lot of scores. I, 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 I'd probably, there's not a lot of video game soundtracks that I like because I didn't get to play a lot of uh, the the games that a lot of people usually talk about when it comes to game soundtracks like Kingdom Hearts and uh, Final Fantasy. Uh, what's some other ones that people talk about? Uh, I think people like Street Fighter soundtrack. Am I right? Anyway, there's a lot of great video game soundtracks and, and there's a lot of great soundtracks in general uh, that I like, like, uh, Blade 2, X-Men 2, Spider-Man 2, a lot of twos. Uh, I love the My Hero Academia music. 
Alien. Uh, Pokemon Red and Blue is, uh, is up there for me. It's just nostalgia. But if I had to narrow down my top five favorite soundtracks, movies and video games, number five right now because I'm on a high about this movie is Godzilla Minus One. I love this soundtrack. Uh, it's, it's great. Uh, th- that number five slot could be interchangeable, but right now at the moment, it's Godzilla Minus One. For reasons. Uh, number four, Jet Set Radio Future. If you've never played Jet Set Radio or Jet Set Radio Future, it the, the soundtracks are uh, phenomenal. You can go look them up. Uh, people have made playlists. There, it's it's a legendary video game soundtrack. Oh, and I just thought about another video game soundtrack that people like, uh, Sonic Adventure. That's a good one. But number four for me is Jet Set Radio Future. Number three is the Planet of the Apes soundtrack from 1968 by uh, Gary Goldsmith. I absolutely adore this soundtrack. There is uh, the, song, the, the score when they're um, chasing the humans through the tall grass that I absolutely love when Charlton Heston and, and all of them are running because uh, they don't know what's going on. I absolutely love the score in that scene alone. So number three for me is definitely uh, Planet of the Apes, 1968. Number two, Halo 2. I think Halo 2 is one of the best video game soundtracks of all time, if not the best, in my opinion. It is uh, scored wonderfully. The songs, uh, I think the score itself uh, make the game in a lot of ways. Halo 2 is just my my favorite game in the Halo franchise, and I think a lot of that has to do with the soundtrack. And number one, I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be I'm gonna cop out here. Number one, I'm gonna say all Star Wars. That's right. I know I'm being a basic bitch about it. I'm not gonna name one s- soundtrack uh, out of all the Star Wars movies. I just love all the Star Wars soundtracks, uh, including the sequel movies. Uh, except for Rise of Skywalker, I don't think I touched that soundtrack. But Last Jedi soundtrack is good. Uh, Force Awakens soundtrack is pretty good. Yeah, I I think anything in Star Wars would be number one because that has set the bar so high because it's such a part of those movies. Your viewing experience, I should say, it's just such a a fundamental piece of when you watch the movie. It's it's uh it's part of the experience. That's all I have for you on 7.5. Be sure to uh, like, subscribe, all that stuff if you you really enjoy listening to uh, Get Super with Mario. Obviously, I'm posting it on the Cinema 7 podcast uh, feed. Cinema 7 has now basically become a network to this new podcast journey or venture that I'm on. And usually here, I, I would end it with something about my mental health or, or something about, about growth in general or how to change uh, your perspective or mindset because it, it helps me to talk about those things. But as you heard earlier, I'm probably going to slow down on doing that. Uh, I did just want to end the podcast on one thing, on one quote, because I saw it recently and I want to put it out there. It says, healing is not about fixing the past. It's about integrating our experiences to find safety in the present. And I think 
that speaks volumes, not only about what I talked about on this podcast uh, for the last um, year, basically, with the lead up to the last episode of Cinema 7, but also on Get Super. And um, I think it's a great little bow to tie the knot on some of the stuff I've been bringing up recently. There you have it. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed listening. I hope you made it to the end here. Uh, Please come back for the next episode. If you have any feedback, let me know. Like I said, email me at cinema7podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, just uh, keep listening. Um, I'm going to have, like I I, I said before, uh, my friend Steve is going to come on. I'm going to try to get my friend Gil on. Uh, Every now and then, I might try to get uh, Chris Hawk to come on and, and talk about something. Uh, a little guest appearance by the Cinema 7 guys. Uh, I don't know if they've seen enough movies to have a top 10. So I, I would love to have them do a top 10 episode with me, but I don't know if any of them seen enough movies this year. Uh, definitely not Chris Hawk. He's been super uh, busy, I think, with life in general. And um, yeah, I love him for everything he does for everything. He's a great guy. I'm proud of proud of my friend. But also, me and my friends, Matt, Brandon, Steven, and Laura, we're watching five Christmas movies that we're all picking. Uh, we have already watched two. We watched, uh, I'm actually, I'm not going to say what we watched. You got to wait for the episode, but we're going to do a podcast episode with all of us on talking about the five Christmas movies we watched. It's going to be a special Christmas episode. It's coming up on the podcast. Stay tuned. Until then, until next time, I love you. Stay super, get more super, and peace out, homies. Oh, yeah, baby, you guessed it. We are going nowhere. I told you, Mario, I run this. This is my house now. I'm back, bitch. Nobody fires me and gets... Gosh darn it, Hal, go fuck... Death flies on it, bless the corn. The rock is swore on the face of Mother Earth.
black markets war, starting war. Spartans, Lord, prophet, praise Muhammad, different joke. Fill up drumming, gave me crack like I'm plumbing. Jesus Christ, second coming, cut myself. Now I'm numb and never scared, never run the chosen one. I'm 100, pray for me, pray for London, guilty me. He ain't done it, cut me down. Over nothing, president, in abundance, president. It's a puppet, gotta hate it, gotta love it. Pass across the rise of puppet, rising up and fight the public, pistol This ain't what I envision, what is what, what is good But you don't have intuition, not a say, not a sin Tell me what's my real religion, genocide, genocide They say it's a new beginning, I'm a sin